This show brought to you by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Horror Virgin for 30 days free and a book to get you started. For your book recommendation, Jen Ferratu. All right, so today we are watching Event Horizon, and if you like Event Horizon, you will probably like Books of Blood by Clive Barker. It's a collection of like novellas, and a lot of movies have been adapted from these, uh, like Midnight Meat Train, Lord of Illusions, and Candyman. So if you like Event Horizon, you will probably like Books of Blood, and honestly, anything Clive Barker's written. It's very kind of similar in style. So audibletrial.com slash horrorvirgin for 30 days free in a book to get you started. Enjoy. This episode's also brought to you by Nick B. Nick B. Nice. Hey, Nick B. Thank you so much. You are so awesome. And normally this is when we would tell you that Nick B. wants you to check out God Country, but they actually just got funded. So they, they did. They had Hooray. a successful funding venture and raised like $25,000. And I like to think a lot of that is due to Nick B. I'm going to say 100% it's all because of Nick B.'s persistence. It really and, is. you know, I don't want to pat myself on the back. Mm, do I you think Nick Beats is going to record the closing credits song? Oh my God, I really want Nick Beats to be the DJ in that song. Now that God Country's funded, can we go back to Nick Nick Beats? Because I need to hear some of this music. You know that that's not true. Right. Wait, what? Wait, he's making up Nick B facts, but yeah. he got mad at me for making up Nick B facts. Yeah, because you can't make up Nick B facts about Nick B. Nick B makes up Nick B facts. Well, thank you very much, Nick yeah, B. Thank- but, uh, if you even are Nick B, yeah, if I don't even know even what to re- believe anymore. What even is a Nick B? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Nick B. Please keep supporting us. <laughs> <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Carl. Oh. Hey, Carl. Wait. And Carl just wants us to promote ourselves. I know. So if you can't go check out our blog at horrorvirgin.com. A lot of great stuff there. But that's so cool of Carl to do that because yeah. he could plug himself or he could choose any other thing and he just wanted us to promote ourselves and Which the website great. and the blog. And I just figured out Twitter cards, guys. It's he just cool. seems like a genuinely nice He dude. is a nice. I really he like really him. Does. Don't get jealous. They're, they both seem really nice. Yeah. And he got, he put our thing on his Twitch stream, yeah, right? Yeah, so if you, if you went to his Twitch page at twitch.tv slash carlosmol, you'll see like there's like a link for the Horror Virgin right on his Twitch page. So any Anyone who's watching him play video games online right under his stream is like a link to us, which is super nice. Yeah. Thank you very much, Carl, for being the man. Carl, you are so awesome. Thank you. Hey, Todd, can you bring the theme music in, please? I mean, Mulan's just basic pop culture knowledge, right? Is it? You dishonor my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Virgin, everyone. We got lots of weird opinions about movies I do today. love Mulan. I'm not going to lie. I really do love Mulan. It's a great movie. I haven't seen it. What? I don't know. It's, what? We've got to defeat the Huns. Yeah, it's pretty good. Let's go kick some honey buns. Uh, it's a good movie. I'm say surprised that you have kids. You haven't seen it. I know. I try to avoid those movies for as long as possible. You would actually love it because it's like yeah. totally anti- Oh, I know. Well, it's not anti. I don't think it's anti-patriarchy, but it is like a strong female lead, which is right. why I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I, I, I know, yeah. I so speaking of Mulan, we yeah. watched Event Horizon <laughs> today. We did watch Event Horizon. I love Event Horizon. Like, so let's do first thoughts. So what did you guys think? 
I thought this movie didn't hold up at all, and I didn't like it. So did you see it back in 97 when it came out? But I it did not like it then, and I do not like it now. Okay, so it didn't hold up then, <laughs> so it still doesn't hold up now. Yes. Okay. Jen, how do you feel about Dude, it? Dude, I saw this in theaters, and I remember I went to see it with my friend Nathan, and he like ran screaming Wait, out of the theater. Leslie no, Vernon? No, it was a different Nathan. They he did. Me. We're best friends. We. I know. Yeah. No, no, he and I, not you. Oh, Nathan's my best friend, too. No, he didn't. didn't you hear that, that interview? So anyways, I went to see this with my friend Nathan, <laughs> and, and it terrified him, and I remember thinking, I don't think it's that scary, but I, it was kind of funny. But I love this movie I think I owned it at one point um, I don't really like sci-fi movies that much but this one doesn't have aliens in it so I loved it this is it is the, my first space horror I think and really? I had I, this is the first time I've seen it so I don't have any recollection from the 90s I yeah. don't even remember when it came out I just looked it up because I looked at the box office stuff that it came mm. out in 97 I love science fiction and space movies and stuff and I just I love science fiction and space movies and stuff too this movie did scare me we'll talk about that on a scary scale but the, the effects didn't hold up very well <laughs> no. I, I didn't hate the story of mm-hmm. it so much, but the effects sort of take you out of it a little bit. Which is, we sort of talked about this in the Thing episode, because the practical effects hold up so well, shitty CGI doesn't hold up very well. Yeah, and there's a reason that the some of the effects look really bad, and I think that's interesting that you say, because you really like science fiction, and I don't. Like, this movie is set in space, but that's really the only scientific right. part of it. Like, yeah. well, and I guess well, there's a black hole the whole element. black hole engine that, Whoa. that drives the whole plot. What I was saying is, this is a haunted house movie. It just happens to be set oh, in it? space. I don't know the rules of all that stuff. Well, I, mean, no, I mean, I look to you guys for that information because I don't know any of that shit. Yeah, like other than the black hole, which could easily have been another dimension, that's why I like this movie. I think it was another dimension. It's more, well, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. That's Sorry. really the only space element of it, aside from it being set in space, but the film could function on Earth, which is why I'm saying I like it because I don't really like science fiction. I don't like like alien movies. I don't really like any like of that alien? stuff. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not one of my favorites. Right. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I mean, I understand what you're saying. And the majority of this is filmed at like Pinewood Studio in London. So like, yeah, it's funny you say this is like a haunted house film because the visual effects look like you pay five dollars and go through a haunted house that looks like this. It looks like a outer space BDSM swingers club. <laughs> well, there's su- some elements to that. I wouldn't be surprised if like there has been a haunted house adaptation of this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, the sound effects were absolutely terrible. Okay. The squish sound effects. Squish. It so was- part of that is because of it was 1997. Right. Part of that is because it just not all effects are fantastic. But also this was being filmed by Paramount at the same time Titanic was. Oh. And Titanic went so far over budget and got delayed so much that they were originally supposed to release this in August and they had to push it back to December and so they bumped up Event Horizon to go in that Titanic spot so they only had like four to six weeks of like post-production time to put it all together. What? Uh, which that's normally, insane. Yeah, 10 weeks is like standard. So that's yeah. part of why some of it doesn't look as good is because they just didn't have time to do it the way they wanted to do it. Jesus, all right, that so, sucks. All right, well, let's get into this fucking movie. <laughs> all right, so we see an intro card which starts in 2015 so by the logic of this movie, we should have colonized space like I think it was four just years the moon, ago. But yeah, oh, but we me. should have colonized the moon by now. Yeah, well, yeah. wake up, sheeple. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we have colonized the moon. Actually, Uh-oh. I did watch a movie on Netflix, like when Netflix was like sort of new-ish, but the streaming side of it was new, and it was about how the Nazis didn't get wiped out. They went to the dark side <gasps> of the moon. There's a sequel that I love. What? I love that movie. Just- oh my god! <laughs> What's the name of that movie? I've been looking for. Uh, 
recently because it's um, so bad. Are they it's just waiting so there bad. plotting? Yes. <gasps> and they've been like mining the moon to build up and build up resources. Yeah, they invade the Earth with Nazi spaceships. Yes. Moon Nazis? It's insane. Uh, but it's it's bad. Like it's so it's not, bad you want to make fun of it together with your I friends. I mean, don't Look I it think up. it's called Iron Sky. Ooh, that is it. All right. So Ooh. go ahead, Jen. All right. So then we see um, stuff floating through the ship. And look, we can talk for the entire episode about the effects being bad yeah. and some there are maybe a couple of plot holes i choose to let go of a lot of that stuff because it doesn't take me out of the movie at all i don't think the effects really take you out of the story when i see them i'm like ooh, this is really a 90s movie well and some of sense. the effects are good and some of them are bad yeah, it's very are. uneven you like know? there there's a big establishing shot of mm-hmm. i think the event horizon yeah that over looks earth pretty good for you know, ninety seven. Yeah, well, you can tell it's a it, they're, they're like miniature models and stuff. So that the the ships hold up. The ships looked good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wait. We I mean, skip like the, the part where the credits were just flushing names down the toilet. Yeah, that's true. That Ugh. was very nineties credits. Um, but like in that establishing shot you were talking about, I read somewhere that that was like a third of their budget that they spent on that. The thing about the effects that drives me crazy is like practically, why would you build a spaceship with spikes on the walls? Well, the spaceship was designed to look like Notre Dame Cathedral. Really? Mm-hmm. That's okay. why the really long hallway. The really long and, hallway. And you know, that cross thing in the, the hole. But and again, the arches like, with all the blood and gore stuff on them. But yeah, and I really like how the ship, <laughs> the ship looks. Um, it's not the most science-y, but it's very, like, evil looking, you know? It's very, like, gothic architecture. I really like it. Yeah, it's just like, if I wanted to be on a spaceship, I want it to be, like, white and bright and, like, science-y looking. Not like, here we go. Trying to get, let's get into this cathedral this and go to Mars. More, yeah, more Star Trek, less the cathedral. Cathedral BDSM. Yeah yeah, 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 I get that. If there's spikes all over the walls, what if we hit a bump? You're dead. I don't know. Those spikes are pretty important to the magnetic flow or something. But that is a line of dialogue. It really <laughs> like, is. Like oh, what yeah. you just said isn't ridiculous because that's what Sam Neill said <laughs> right. at one point. So, Jen, that is science fiction. Is it just as <laughs> yeah. they say some ridiculous bullshit and you're like, you're like oh. okay, that's why this thing that I hate is existing. And let me also say, this is one of the first sci-fi movies I had ever seen. Ever? And so, yeah. Really? You've never seen like Star Trek or Star Wars or? Really Wait, like have you sci-fi. seen the original Alien? Yeah, but a couple years ago. Just, it was never a genre I was really drawn to. Like, So anyways, a lot of what I think of as like science fiction is from this movie. So where are we in the movie? Uh, Opening credits. Yeah, we're in the title card. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So we find out that the Event Horizon disappeared. It, it was in trying to... 2040. 2040, Seven yeah. years ago. So Sam Neill's looking out the window and we see the establishing shot we were just talking about. And then yeah. we see he's got like a shrine to some mystery woman with red hair. His wife. Yeah. And well, Tom, I mean, well we don't know he's his wife, wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. But And Todd was like, yeah, oh, he likes redheads too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Sam Neill knows how to do it right. Alright, so we got the Lewis and Clark ship and everybody's getting into stasis and we start meeting all of our cast of uh, wacky rogue people. We got Morpheus. Wacky, wacky rogue people? <laughs> we got Morpheus who is the captain of the ship. Uh-huh. Right? Or Larry Fishburne or Captain Cowboy Larry. Or Lawrence he Fishburne. He looks good, man. Right. Oh, yeah, he does. Larry. Honestly, mm-hmm. he does look real fit, and like he looks great in this movie. He yeah. Does. This is right before Morpheus, right? This is like year Yeah, before. I think it's uh, two years before. 99 I was the major. So, yeah, yeah, it was two years before. Yeah. But he, he does look great. Then we got Sam Neill. We've already seen Sam Neill. Of course. Yeah, he had just like finished his dinosaur run, and then they put him on a spaceship immediately. I think he chose poorly on this one. 
No, dude. The follow-up Jurassic Park? Well, I mean, it was three years later. He did um, In the Mouth of Madness, too, but I'm not sure when that came out. Yeah, I mean, he peaked Jurassic Park 1. Yeah, but if your peak is Jurassic Park, yeah, that's you're pretty fucking it. amazing. You, you do whatever you the, want. And, yeah, the annals of time. It's is. like Elijah Wood. He just does a bunch of horror that he wants to do now, you know, because he's made all of his money in Lord of the Rings. He never has to work again. He's done horror movies? Yeah, he's done a lot of indie horror. I think he has a horror co- production company. But he does small stuff that he just is interesting to him. And we got Draco Malfoy's dad. Holy Malfoy. shit, yeah. Yeah, Jason He's the doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh my and God. I wonder if this is what happened. He went to hell and then came back with white hair and evil. That's oh, wow. how he got sorted into the Slytherin house. <laughs> Although Slytherin is the best house. Yeah, I was about to say, Slytherin's the only house you want to be in. So, yeah, and then we've got some other people. I like Draco Malfoy's dad as a doctor because... He like always wears gloves and a vest that says I'm a doctor and has like medical equipment. Like, yeah, like also, scalpels and syringes yeah. all over. I'm just yeah. like on a zero gravity spaceship. So why should I have a vest with knives all over it and scalpels? And yeah, he's the only one carrying weapons the entire movie. That's right. And yeah. he uses them constantly and he then does. just drops them on the floor. I think he drops every piece of equipment on the floor. Like a damn them. bone saw had more screen time than half the actors. That's true. <laughs> it did. You're not, you're not wrong. Yeah. All right. So we've met our cast of characters. They go into stasis. Yeah. And then Sam Neill wakes up and he starts just wandering around the ship because everybody else is still in stasis. Does he wake up or is he oh, dreaming? Does he? Because he walks and he sees someone with wet curly red hair sitting in the captain's chair and she, Dr. Evil, turns around and she's got like scary eyes or something. No, she's no eyes. Dun, dun, dun. I think it's his dead wife that he's seeing. Well, I mean, of. technically, if she's dead, he's she's his ex-wife. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I mean, I mean, if your wife dies, no, is she your ex? Are you just a widower? You're a widower. But But is she your ex? Like if you get married again, are they both your wife? Not at the same time. I mean, it depends what your religion you are. (laughs) She's dead and she's in the chair. And how can that be? And so then he wakes up in his stasis. (laughs) Yeah, but this time, okay, so when he wakes up in the dream, he's wearing his oxygen mask. Yeah. And then he gets out of the stasis pod and sees his wife, sorry, late wife, (laughs) in the chair, right? And then when he wakes up freaking out, there's no oxygen mask. Right, exactly. I noticed that too. It's weird. How'd you not drown to death? Listeners, in this science fiction realm, they have to go to Neptune for the event horizon. We should have mentioned and that. And they're going to oh, be yeah. exposed to 63 Gs of force. So they have to put themselves in these water tanks with these breath masks for stasis until they wake up by Neptune. And it's so, like 53 days or something like yeah, that. It's a long ass trip. Yeah. So yeah. he does have the, the mask floating around him, but they're like draining him out. Well, I imagine he like while he was having this dream, he maybe took it off or just knocked it off by yeah, mistake yeah. or whatever. In yeah, that could panic. Be. No, that no, could no, be. definitely not. You don't want the ability to knock off your mask with your 63 days. Well, then why? Then why did he take it off? I'm telling you, they were reanimating him. And so it came off because they were they were getting ready to drain the pod. So they opened the pod, took it off him, closed the pod, refilled it with water so he could then scream no, and beat on the glass and then drain it. Three seconds before you fall out of the pod, it, your mask comes out. And then the fact that you two are arguing me about the fucking mask and not the spikes in the walls is driving me crazy. I love those spikes, man. We all agree man. on the spikes in the walls. I know, I'm not agreeing on the spikes in the walls. I see how this is. <laughs> this is my personal event horizon. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten sucked into the black hole of arguing with me. So anyway, he wakes up from the shit dream where he sees his wife in his chair and then yeah. they're called nightmares I like shit dreams <laughs> shit dream <laughs> I think that implies something different doesn't it uh oh uh oh <laughs> 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 thank god these stasis pods are rubber lined yeah what do they do with the poo it doesn't matter yeah okay so then they wake up everybody's waking up and this is when they have the hey getting to know you meeting and they're all sitting around and he's introducing the crew to Sam Neill can I ask this if you were about to get on a spaceship with 
eight people? A yeah. good number of people. Yeah, a good number of people. And you're about to be in a stasis pod next to them for 60 days or 43 days or however many days it takes to get to Neptune mm-hmm. in 2047. You're not going to be like, oh, hey, I'm Sam Neill. I'm the guy yeah. who created yeah. the event like horizon. Ten we should minutes talk about this. after walking onto right? the spaceship. You right? have yeah. to get into your underwear to go into stasis. They obviously undressed around each other. There was definitely small talk. We undress around each other. They right. could have just done the small sock scene before the stasis. I hate this film. The yeah. small sock scene. You Mike need to go walk it. it off downstairs. Now, Mike, go downstairs. Like the sun. <laughs> and I've been horizon the sun. Yeah, I can understand them having a meeting to talk about the specifics of the mission, especially sure. if it's like a classified mission. But you're right. Why are they just now introducing themselves to everybody? Guys, we've been here for a month and a half. I think it's about time that I tell you my fucking name. Did we introduce ourselves when we were started this podcast? Oh, shit. <laughs> Speaking of that. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> Welcome to the horror version, everybody. Hey, I'm Jen. <laughs> hey, I'm Mikey. It's great to get out of stasis. <laughs> I had a nightmare. <laughs> and I'm the horror virgin Todd. I've been wandering around the pod lob oh looking at dead people. <laughs> that could not have happened more perfectly. I know. Okay, you know why I stopped saying my name is because I was afraid you were going to groan every time I said my name. And then now uh, I just forget to do it. You, know, <laughs> you guys know most people don't hate it when people moan when they say your name. No, but it was a groan of disgust. Never, I don't know what that's They're like. They're always groan of disgust. <laughs> and follow, followed with, oh, I guess you finish. <laughs> Where's my book? <laughs> you want a back rub? <laughs> I'm headed back to stasis. Gotta get out of here. <laughs> all right. So then they're all sitting around and having a meet. <laughs> no, I'm just picturing Miking finishing and being like, I'm heading to stasis. I'll see <laughs> you just later. Just put on my oxygen. Just grab like a big sandwich <laughs> and go back. And- <laughs> I just eat, the, eat my meatball sub and then I'm just like, yeah, so if you could just like, you know, Put those sheets in the dryer, you know, whatever. I mean, that would be a clear sign that you're afraid of commitment, that you have a little pod that fills up with green liquid every time you have sex. You don't want to sleep with me? No. He was real nice, but like after we had sex, he like he got into this stasis. pod with like an air mask and it filled with green liquid. I don't know. Yeah. But he's got a good job. And he's got a dog, you know? He's got to be nice. Who takes care of that dog when he's in stasis, though? Maybe that's you why do. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was watching this meeting scene this time, this is when I realized how many times I've seen this movie because I remembered a lot of this dialogue word for word. Oh yeah, yeah, like the uh, layman's terms. That's how I learned what layman's terms were from oh, this movie. Sort of, oh really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I did know. sort of like this scene because mm-hmm. a lot of sci-fi movies like this that deal with like wormholes or whatever they actually don't say wormholes that's sort of what they're making anyway yeah. um they don't explain the science they just sort of blah blah over the science uh-huh. and i feel like they did a pretty good job of simplifying what the event horizon was actually doing and then sam neil explaining it which yeah. i liked because mm-hmm. normally they'll do it like the way looper does time travel and i love the way yeah. looper does time travel but they very much effectively blah blah mm-hmm. the rules right right and i do like that in this one they, they explained it i thought that was kind of cool yeah whoever so wrote this, i think a good job with that scene at yeah least. this uh, introduction slash exposition scene is nice because they're like well, we don't believe that the event horizons are right they're like well the story the government told was a lie well yeah, yeah the, the story that the government told was that it exploded and mm-hmm. just like evaporated or whatever well and so this is when because they still don't know what they're doing and none of the crew wants to be there because they were supposed to be on leave and they got pulled back into this meeting because they're the only crew that could have handled it man and so they're asking sam neil what's happening and he says well we just got a signal from event horizon and they all got really 
really upset because they've been told, like you just said, yeah. that it blew up. They and all now- get up and like, whatever, man, you're fucking lying. Like some of them, like the uh, the rescue guy gets yeah. up and like starts to walk away. Mm-hmm. Where's he gonna Where's go? Where's he gonna you're go? Space you're in space. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck it, I'm walking home. But Lawrence Fishburne's like, sit down, let yeah. the man. Talk. As you yeah. were, sailor. <laughs> right. But he's real cranky about being there the whole time. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne is just real salty in this movie. He's like great it. though. I think he, he does is. a great job. I, I don't think the movie is great, but I think him and the blonde chick that Julie survives. Richardson. Right. Mm-hmm. I think they do a great job. I thought Sam Neill did a good job. I think Sam Neill was fine. I think I I think just because I've seen him do so much better work, I didn't well, think he did great. I didn't like him in this until he goes full on evil demon guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He does a good job once he it's makes like, the switch. Well, and here's the thing, because I don't necessarily think it's the acting. I think the script of this movie is pretty bad. Like I think it's I, melodramatic yeah. in yes. places. And I, I will agree with that, even though I literally just said the script in that one scene was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But I do agree. There are some places but, that it's pretty weak. This yeah, whole just lines movie of dialogue. reminds me of like me playing with my space Legos and this was like the plot <laughs> oh I came God. up with. You used your yes. Notre Dame set from <laughs> yeah, space yeah. Legos? Yeah, I'm using the castle to put in the... the right. I'm like, the crystal opened up to hell and everybody's crazy now. You gotta get off the ship and it blows up. Blah. Yeah, and then yeah. you just stomp all over it. <laughs> and my yeah. mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know, creativity. Okay, so then he's talking about what the point of the Event Horizon was and they just lost it because it went through not a wormhole, but it bent the space-time continuum yeah, or whatever. It sort of wormhole. sounds yeah. like a wormhole yeah. where they like just bend things together. If you've seen the scene, you know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he folds a piece of paper and sk- sticks a pencil through it and is like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Right, and they use that same metaphor and the same demonstration in Inception, not Inception, in Interstellar. Yes. And I think it's the same, and part of the reason I think they explain this science is because this is an actual theory that people have projected. Yeah, I think so too. Proposed. I don't think it's anywhere near being oh, I'm like, sure it's theoretical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so that's why I think a lot of it makes sense. And Honestly, they, beat for beat, this whole movie makes complete sense to me. Scientifically, I love it. Flawless. Yes, flawless. <laughs> Mikey, it's a great movie. Mm. I don't really see it so much as a movie as I see it as a documentary about what happens when you travel through wormholes. Yeah. Uh, it's like Back uh, to the Future. <laughs> my, Mikey is so mad uh, right now. I'm having an aneurysm. This movie was just an RDA short of a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> RDA being Richard Dean if they Anderson. Would step in I love Richard Dean Anderson. I know, and he has a oh. wormhole show, Stargate. Oh, I, don't think <laughs> I wish that is the Stargate, Stargate the wormhole? Well, yeah. You've never done Stargate? Oh, no. Star- I the Stargate like version, everybody. Fiction. Stargate was on Showtime for like 30 years. I remember it. I just didn't ever watch it. I'm telling you, I'm just not into sci-fi. Honestly, once RDA left, it's not worth watching. All right, Ooh. so we're still two minutes into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so now they're talking about how um, if the ship disappeared, what happened to the crew? Right. Because they've gotten a distress signal from the event horizon that just reappeared, and they play what the distress signal is, and it's just a bunch of screaming, but uh, Lucius Malfoy is like, hold on, I think I hear a human voice. And they slow it down and he hears this Latin that says liberate me. And so he's like, I think that means um, save me. They're Save listening me. to yeah. Liberace. Liberace. <laughs> Liberace, yeah. There, Annie Wilkes it up. I'm just going to put my Liberace on. <laughs> they didn't get in the cock duty spaceship. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, dear God. But yeah, so they. Her. this is after seven years of it being disappeared. It comes right. back and then plays his distress message. Mm-hmm. So then they go into the clouds of Neptune to yeah. dock with. I can't. I, can't, I, can't I know. Work. This part made me mad, too. So you they, guys got so persnickety about we did. this I mean, weather. We really did. We were, like, I, I had to look up the gravity on <laughs> Neptune. Okay, yeah. okay. And then that's when everyone learned that Neptune is a gas giant planet. Yeah, I knew it was a gas giant. I was the one that didn't know I'll own that. But I did learn that even though it is a gas giant, it has the gravity of Earth. Here's why I'm mad. Okay. The event horizon is stuck in a thunderstorm above Neptune. Right. 
And the other ship, the Julie Clark. No, Lewis and Clark. Lewis and Clark. It it hits turbulence in space. Scientifically, this part doesn't hold up. But then we're about to talk about a black hole creating the hell dimension. So Exactly. Yeah. We're going to have to move on. Uh, More believable? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually. uh, Yeah, exactly. All right. So they are. They do. They have docked with the event horizon. Space docked. Space docked. (laughs) It does look very sexual. Guys, Urban Dictionary space docking. Oh, no. Mom, do not Google this. Power to dock in space. Mm-hmm. Space docking. All right. So they're looking around for the event horizon and they see this stuff. They said it's really cold and nobody could really sustain life in this ship before they even get on. They're trying to look for life forms and they can't find anybody. So they know they've got to go just look room for room, trying to find either bodies or the people that are in the crew that are supposed to be on the ship. And they want to get to the, uh, what do they call that? The bridge or like the, yeah. The, yeah, the bridge. Yeah. Because they want to get the like recorder. It's like, right, like trying the to find black the black box. box. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so three go, of them go on board. It's Justin and I think Lawrence Fishburn and, and I think one of the, the lady doctor, Mama Doctor. Oh, is she a doctor? Yeah, I think she's one of the I other doctors. That. Well, that makes sense because she's hanging out in the medical uh, she's bay. She's just like a yeah. sciencey. Person. That's fine too. I think she might be a doctor because she hangs out in the medical bay on the other ship. No, she just holds the bone saw for half the film. I mean, is she the nurse? Ladies you can be say. doctors too, Jen. <laughs> Especially in space, man. She I know have her doctor vest. It is 2047, and Jen doesn't believe women can be doctors. Well, uh, this actually takes place after uh, the Handmaid's Tale. This is post patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're wandering around and they're seeing like like a floating hand that scared the shit out of Todd. Yeah, it did scare the shit out of me. There are so many unnecessary jump scares. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even a hand. There's like the coke. There the was no hand in it? <laughs> no. no, it was just a glove. Oh. It had the middle finger sticking up and it just glided <laughs> by Todd. <laughs> and then there's a bottle of coconut water that's wandering around. It does around. look like coconut okay, water. Okay, yeah. this whole, they're cutting between people trampsing around the ship and there's like a coolant leak and so they, they step in these puddles or move these puddles. So, uh-huh. But the sound effect is so bad so they're like, let's move this puddle. Yeah. They look like the abyss. Like if you see yeah. the movie The Abyss, uh, it looks like the water from the abyss. Yeah, I know, but the uh, effects of the water don't look great in that movie. It looks like the creature that takes the shape of water. It still looks better than this film's water. No, it does. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. This this film looks like a low rent version of the abyss effect. Yeah, and so just it would look better if it didn't get a cartoon wet noise. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, let me move the guys. The event horizons all abandoned. Let me hold on. I got to move this coolant. <laughs> Any chance to do holy work? <laughs> yeah, do you really love your holy work. Okay, so then they're wandering around and they're seeing crazy stuff, and we keep seeing like lightning flashes where we see the the gore in the windows, and not everybody sees it just yet. It Blood looks like a body stuff. exploded in each one of these things, and all the shit just froze there. Yeah, there's yeah. bones stuck to the. And like as soon as you see that, I'd be like, well, let's not look for the crew because it's seven years later. Later, there's three exploded bodies against the wall. Yeah, I don't want to know let's, what happened. Let's yeah, GTFO. Wrap it up, boys. Yeah, right. Let's get out of here. Well, and so then they're wandering around, and we see the floating, uh, cut up guy that we've seen from before. At the very beginning, he was floating around the event horizon, and he like kind of sneaks right up behind uh, the mom. Only he's not sneaking up; he's just floating around. But this is when we see him. I do like the pilot for the Lois and Clark because the whole movie, he like immediately when they get on mm-hmm. the event horizon, he's like, "No, fuck this." I'm out. This right. is stupid. We're mm-hmm. getting off this ship immediately. Exactly. I like to think he was the Todd of that mission. Oh, you know? yeah. Well, there's one scene where he just l- straight up leaves a chick. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I get that. I yeah. would have left that chick. 
Yeah, Todd yeah. would have burned the, both of those spaceships down. Burn it! <laughs> yeah. So then Justin uh, goes into this tunnel that's like the meat grinder tunnel, which is just it like a like bunch of... It looks like those things at carnivals where they just have like a walkway in between mm-hmm. a circle, and then it spins, and it's hard to walk straight. It's like a weird sort of fun, not really that fun thing, right. but it looks just like that, but a meat grinder. It yeah. looks like a meat grinder. He's like, why would you put a meat grinder in your ship? I kind of think Sam Neill just kind of likes like kind of quasi-evil looking things. Like, I feel like if I designed a spaceship, maybe it would look a little like this. You, you know? even like sci-fi. You wouldn't design a spaceship. Well, but if I ever did, I would definitely use my spiky Legos and, like, my meat grinder attachments. You I don't know? think Legos, as a rule, have spikes. I, I don't think true. any of them yeah. do. Because oh, yeah, kids. man. They have some spikes. Alright. So, yeah, Justin goes into the core. Yeah, and so then we see this thing, and it looks like the thing from the end of 13 Ghosts, and it's like three, what we find out are three gravitational fields rotating around this um, little ball in the middle. It's a sphere and three gyroscopes circling it. And they eventually rotate so that they're all making one circle right next to each other and a bunch of lights go on and the core turns black in the middle. And Justin's like, ooh, pretty colors. I'm gonna go stick my finger in it. He goes and finger bangs the core. Yeah, and he like goes up in there with like pretty good technique. Yeah. And then he sticks his whole hand in. (laughs) Yeah. And then he tries to pull his hand (laughs) out. And then he just Uh, pumps it. Pumps it. And I was like, oh, do not. He... He fisted hell. Yeah, he did fist hell, but hell got him back by yeah. pulling him into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you fist hell, hell fists harder. Yeah. <laughs> hell will fist you back. I was about to say that exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so he gets sucked into hell's vagina, and then the rescuer from Lois and Clark. I'm just picturing Jimmy Olsen running. Oh out. yeah. But, so the the it's Cooper is his name. Nice. Yeah. So Cooper runs from the Lois and Clark because his job is to save people. He's the rescuer. Right. So and he goes, everybody's attached to a cord too, yes. so they can tell he's in trouble because his cord, kind of like in the mist. His cord just yeah, gets exactly. jerked out really And that's how really you does. know that this crew is amateur hour because they have one assigned guy to rescue them when they get in trouble when they go on ships. Okay, but if the rescue guy had gotten pulled into that ship vagina, do you think he would have been able to rescue anybody else? No. no. Yeah. So anyway, Cooper goes running towards the black hole vagina. And I love how he's doing it because he's floating in gravity and he's pulling himself along on that cord. I was like, that would be actually, so fun. Yeah, it, w- it would be a lot of fun. There's a, a, a scene where Lawrence Fishburne's doing more or less the same thing mm-hmm. outside. But anyway, so he gets almost to the black hole and then what's his name justin and then baby justin bear. yeah baby bear <laughs> baby bears he's out right the at the youngest him. crew member yeah so they call him baby bear he does look like he's about 20 like he, he, does. he does look quite a bit he younger looks like bon jovi's younger brother Honestly, yeah. So he gave Love a bad name, so Hell threw him back out of the hole, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then he kind of hugs onto Hooper. Cooper, sorry. He hugs onto Cooper, and then they fall down, uh, almost narrowly missing the spikes that are on the outside of that core room. This is his first hole, so he comes out of it a different man. He did. He went through the change for sure. (laughs) Dead or alive. He's wanted. Yeah. Like Richie Sambora. dead or alive. And you don't know if he's dead or alive because he is sort of lifeless. He's in a, like a catatonic state. Yes. So anyway, the gravity gets restored. Cooper brings Justin back to the med bay on the ship. So, yeah. oh, we forgot to mention that there's um, when the core goes off like that and Justin goes inside of it, it sets off an explosion on the ship yes. and mm-hmm. it, it causes the Lewis and Clark to become unusable and they have to get off of it. Yes. Uh, so they get off the Lewis and Clark and get onto the event horizon, even the yes. pilot. And the pilot's like, no, fuck, I don't want to be on that ship. And then yeah, uh, Larry... Like- 
Yeah, he's there's giving a, her all she's got, but it won't work, and he's got to exactly. get onto the ship. You know there's an explosion because sparklers go off throughout all the ships. Yeah. Okay, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I, but I did like those scenes because a lot of the, the actors did their own stunts in this movie. Yeah, I think so. Which the, was they probably really couldn't impressive. afford will, a bunch That may be. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think you have a lot of big, great actors in here. Yeah, I think so, too. And they, they are acting up a storm oh, they sell above it. Neptune. Maybe that's where <laughs> the storm <laughs> came from. I found it, guys. I found the joke. But they, they uh, I mean, like, sparklers are going off and they're acting the shit out of the sparklers yeah. and they're like oh and i'm like that looks so dumb but sparklers you're selling it yeah they sold it for me they sold it for me well because the ship doesn't actually explode i think what happens is there's a breach in the hull there is and, and so, it's leaking air yeah and it's depressurizing you're talking so, like you know a lot of science fiction mr hole breach it's dr hole breach <laughs> yeah. and also if it wasn't doctor it would be mrs not mr yeah i didn't go to eight years of evil doctor mrs science medical school <laughs> They take Justin into the medical bay and they lay him on a bed of roses. <laughs> that joke is hilarious, man. You just don't know that song. That's why you don't get it. But that's when Cooper then moves up. Uh, well, I say upstairs, but he moves to the outside of the Lois and Clark yeah. trying to fix the hole. So yeah. that's, that becomes his job. Yeah, he's got, like, he welds like it's the very first time. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. He does. He's like, it looks about right. <laughs> it looks like if they were like, Michael, where it weld this ship up. And I'm like, oh, and I think the pilot guy, the guy who's not Lucius Malfoy, but looks like him, the guy who wears crosses and onks all the time. Yeah, he's he's the out there helping too. And he's yeah. like, I just don't want to be inside that ship. I'd rather yeah, he's like, be in space sure all day. A, the, it literally looks like they're making a quilt out there. <laughs> Yeah. It does. When they show it, it is literally like a patchwork of steel, like a quilt. Yes. Now, I will say that is very accurate to how you would weld a spaceship outside of Neptune. Who are you? So I really like the facts of this movie. That's not Neptune lightning proof welding. <laughs> so anyway, so Cooper right. goes outside and starts welding the Lewis and Clark because they only have like 17 hours of air. Yeah. 20 hours, I think. Yeah. Okay. So they have 20 hours of air, which is like the ticking clock, if you will, mm -hmm. of this movie. We have set a ticking clock. <laughs> Mike, what is so mad. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they're talking about because I think at this point they're like, why the fuck would Justin go in there? And Lawrence Fishburne has seen the Burning Man just a little bit in this black oh, hole. Oh, that's right. He saw it when he went to the black hole. Right. So they're going in to investigate, and they're starting to ask uh, Sam Neil, like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this ship weird? Yeah, this ship sucks, man. Why does it look like a cathedral? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because their other ship actually looks like a spaceship. And it it's does. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I Lawrence Fishburne has that hanging chair. Yeah, yeah it is pretty awesome. Dope. All right, so um, so Sam Neill starts explaining the yeah. ship and what how the ship works and what it's doing is creating an artificial black hole and they're like, why the fuck would you want to do that? Those things are uncontrollable and terrible. And they apparently are, but he, he explains that we just needed something with a massive amount of power, yeah. like a black hole, to and suck figured, us into this thing, right? And we figured out a way to harness it. We needed that much power to kind of bend space, right? Right. As you do. Um. So Doctor Mom is tending to not Bon Jovi in. On yeah, the Justin, bed of roses. He's catatonic, just laying there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. His vitals are le stable, and they're like, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with him. But yeah, so Justin's laying on the bed of roses. Doctor Mom's in there, but so is Doctor Lucius Malfoy's in there, and yeah. he's doing a, the scan on him. And he, this is when he says he could wake up in ten minutes. He could wake up in ten years. He could never wake up. We right. just don't know because he's in all. this catatonic type state. Right. And then he, I think he tells Doctor Mom to hang out with Justin. Yes. On the bed of roses. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense because he's the doctor. Well, I he think is he's the doctor. A doctor too. I think she is. Maybe yeah. just a nurse. And it would yeah. make sense. <laughs> and it would make sense to have two doctors on your ship because if something happens to the doctor, then yeah. you're fucked. Who doctors you know? the doctor, Mikey? Yeah, physician, heal thyself. He bones out. He goes somewhere. He does. And then she's just hanging out with Justin. And she hears some creepy noise and she looks over and there's this green medical tent that somebody's it's like, like <laughs> their yeah. fingers on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
But and the tent wasn't there before, right? Like no. when they go into the ship before, the tent's not there. It's no, a ghost there, tent. there's no tent in the medical bay of the spaceship. I know, yeah. right? That seems super weird. Well, if you wanted to quarantine somebody, I guess you would use a tent. But or you I just mean, put them in the airlock and suck them into space. Exactly, or in their stasis tube. I don't know. I don't know the technicalities of space. And this movie is really. I'm pretty sure you were right. I'm always right. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so then she goes in, and it's her son. And they've talked a little bit about how she didn't want to be in this mission, and they tried to get her a place. And her ex is going to take her son for the holidays. Yeah. And he's paralyzed. Or for Christmas. And oh, yeah, he's in yeah. a wheelchair. That's right. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And so we see him and his legs are all covered with sores they and like maggots and or stuff. Something. Yeah. 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 And so it's just playing on her mom guilt of not being able to be with her son. And then we cut away. Do you know what you don't need in space? Legs. She should have brought her son with her. Hot take from Dad. float around. Oh, and then so this is when they go investigate the uh, core and they're looking around and they're, they're like, what the fuck with all these spikes? And Sam Neill was like, no, it's it's important to the structure. Oh, of was the this thing. when they open up that panel and he goes inside it? And yeah, there's like circuit board walls and shit. Yeah, it's like green circuit board maze, and they're crawling through, and they open it up, and all this green gas just floats out. So of course you get right into that. I yeah. like this part because it's the I most color part. in the whole film. Anyway, so Sam kneels in the circuit board hallway. He's like crawling <laughs> yeah. around like he's Bruce Willis in an air vent. Yeah, and he's like found the panel he wants to get to, and he's like fucking he's with like, it or Go whatever. To space. It's gonna be really nice. <laughs> I got a panel now. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and so it's green lights and the green lights keep just like flonking. Flonking is not a word. Like, yeah, they're flonking flonk. right at us. Yeah, I hate when in. my lights flonk on and off. It's I the know. worst. I hope I flonk at least twice this week. Oh, man. It's been so long since I flonked. Oh, my God. I say one word and I unleash this. <laughs> is that like the fraggle word for sex? <laughs> uh, yes. As a, down at flonking rock. <laughs> they go up to the trash heap and she's like, don't flonk without protection. <laughs> anyway, so he's trying to fix that panel, and the lights are. I think the word you meant to say were like strobing on and yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, or, uh-huh. yeah. Because it's not really flashing. It's no. like yeah, it's flonking. like they're shut- <laughs> yeah, they're flonking, guys. The flonking. I'll look it up, guys. Look, that's the science word for yeah, it. In okay. Space. If you have epilepsy, you're pretty fucked and flonked. You're flonked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're flonked. So what flonking means in space is the lights go out in sections. Yes, and then mm-hmm. come back on in sections, chasing you. Yes, yes. So as they're going on and off, his his flash. Flashlights are actually going on and off, too. Flashlights flonking, too. And he starts hearing his wife, who is definitely not flonked in a while. So she is all around him. And he hears her from, like, all sides. And he starts trying to get out, but then gets lost in the circuit board maze. Right. And this part scared the shit out of me because it was like she wasn't there. She wasn't there. She wasn't there. Lights Mm -hmm. are going off, on, off, on. And then, boom. She's, like, right in his face. And her Mm -hmm. eyes are gone. Yeah. And all you see are, like, the sockets. They're, like, no, I think they're, like, black. Sometimes they're, like, black. Black glazed like shark eyes, and sometimes it's socket eyes. Yeah, I think you're right, and I'm not sure if this time it was socket or black eyes. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, and you know she's going to appear right behind him. Yes, and she does, and it it still scared the shit out of me. It didn't scare me because I was like, why would you build a corridor? Like you can't crawl on computer boards. Mikey, why would you have a CD-ROM drive in 2047? <laughs> they have there seven. Because <laughs> I need to make seven copies. No. Oh, my God. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, so I think, and this is maybe a hot take, but I think this is when he becomes possessed. From this point on, he is working as and for the ship. I don't know, because I think it's later on when his eyes get pulled yeah, out. Yeah, I think it's which later is on when, when he, he pulls act- his own eyes out. But this is when he starts down no, the road. because he pulls, no, he pulls his eyes out after he says, I already am home. That's true. Okay, hear me out. Okay. He was still very concerned about that woman who died in that room until True. he pulled his eyes out. His wife or what? He still had, no, the, the other crew member. 
so oh i got yeah. you sorry sorry so sorry. he was still showing empathy and like sympathetic emotions and things like that not evilness I think well and so when we see justin in a few scenes in the airlock we see him that he seems to be possessed by the ship and then he snaps back to himself right. exactly so maybe this is one of the first times and he just kind of goes in and out of his yes. own consciousness but yeah i think this is when he starts to realize there's something also he designed this ship so part of me is thinking was he actually designing it to go to the stars or was he trying to make an evil ship you know i don't think he was trying to make an evil ship he was making a ship to go to his dead wife she killed herself yeah. while he was working on the ship and that's why because he was preoccupied with the event horizon if your husband is not paying attention to you because he's like really busy at work just divorce him so and then he gets out of the circuit board maze i think and then this, he does. Is, this is when morpheus starts to see the fireman rising up from yeah. the water around the core or something it's all cutting in like they're all seeing this at the same time right like the gate is like making a weird thing or whatever it's flunking so they all come back together in their meeting and they're starting to are they like, in the medical bay at this point i think so they're in some kind of they're like a spaceshipy. they might area. be on the bridge yeah they're, also the spaceship has a long hallway for no reason no well, they explain that yeah they explain that the long hallway is to keep the lifeboat part of it away from the core the part of it that creates a dimension into hell right yeah. just make it detachable like the enterprise d i mean that's sort of what they've done is make it detachable through the series of explosions or you could just be like detach yeah like a button but they they didn't do it that way they just did it through explosions he's right. a terrible ship designer uh-huh. i'm not saying we should take a trip aboard the event horizon i'm just saying that that's the way it is in the movie even if hell wasn't there it's very badly designed <laughs> oh no i like it <laughs> it's got spikes and flonks that's like if i like had a trailer and i was hauling a boat and i was like we gotta get the boat trailer off we gotta blow it up so you just put a bunch of bombs in the yeah, connection right. between the trailer right. and the boat yeah. you just like tie a bunch of m80s to the, yeah. the, the can we just attach it no we've got to light the fuse and uh, it's got to blow up and that's yeah. how we detach it's the only logical solution yeah you know? Yeah, guys, that's how we do it. So what are they talking about? This they're scene? talking about how they're starting to say the things that they've seen. And they're like, dude, we're all not crazy. We're seeing shit. We know the ship is fucked up. We, nobody likes it. This is where the pilot. They're like, have you seen anything? Like, the pilot's like, no, I haven't seen anything, but I want to get the fuck off this shit. Yeah, I don't need to see anything right. to know that this is yeah, a fucked up ship. He's the only one who looks at the background of the scene and sees the body parts splayed across yeah. the walls. Is like, yo, maybe it's all fucked up anyway. We should get out of here. Yeah, right. That's definitely the me of this movie. Is on the window somehow yes yeah. We need to go. All right. And then this is when um, Jolie Richardson, she comes up and she's like, this ship is alive. It seems to be reacting to us. The yeah. reactions are that's getting That's the stronger. only logical explanation that I have. I know it doesn't make any sense, but right. that's the only thing that's like logically makes sense. Which is Which, also quite a jump and doesn't logically make sense. Right. Well, but that's what I've been saying to Mikey this whole time. Like, I don't understand it, but that's the only logical explanation for it. So here you go. Yeah. And if I was the captain, if I, I'd be like, OK, well, I'm going to need you to like not tell me that ever again. Yeah. But which and- one of us survives at the end of the movie? Because I sacrificed myself to save you. You should be thanking him. Oh, I did. So this is when we see Dr. Mom and she's still tending to Justin who's laying on his bed of roses. Is this when she's pat- pacing um, back and forth? Yeah. And then you see him on the thing on the bed of roses. Yeah. And then she walks past and walks back into frame. He's still on the bed of roses, walks past, and goes back. A and bed of gone. nails. No, he's just gone. Oh. So he gets up and then we don't know. We didn't hear him get up or anything. And so then she run, she panics and runs to the rest of the crew and they're talking and she doesn't say Justin's gone. <laughs> like it takes them a couple of minutes to deal with the fact that Justin has just disappeared from the bed of roses. He's been laying She will interrupt their conversation. She's like, right. <laughs> well, and he's like, just We're breathe, talking. just breathe. And then she calms down. She's like, okay, what's happening, guys? Hey, how are you guys doing? Right. Oh, hey, by the way, Justin's gone. What? 
And so baby bear. This baby bear, mama bear thing. I didn't understand that at all. She is no. a mother. He's young, and they just have kind of a mother son connection. Like an Oedipal type connection. Like an Oedipal. Making... Yeah, she's divorced. Why you guys game? gotta make it weird? Because it was weird in the movie. I think Cooper calls him baby bear. Why I think that's just what they. Call I think him. that's his nickname. But why does yeah. he call her mama bear? Yeah, maybe she is a mama bear. I don't judge. Whatever they want to do. Anyway, so she's right. definitely fucking Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's fucking Justin. I'm just joking. <laughs> but she but does love I think she feels very protective of Justin. I think the whole true. ship does because he's the youngest. Yeah, it is sort of like he's the uh, the kid brother of the ship. Exactly. Yeah, the whole ship's yeah, having yeah. sex with Justin. Yeah. <laughs> no. So... <laughs> The Event Horizon definitely fucked him up. I know, it gives so, love a bad name. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, so uh, Justin goes to the airlock, and that's when they kind of catch up with him. Right, without and, a suit on. Yes, so he gets in the airlock without a suit on and then starts mm-hmm. sort of the airlock procedures. Yeah, and, and Lawrence Fishburne and Cooper are outside trying to fix the hull of the ship. In space. And so he starts the airlock procedures, and they're trying to override it, and they're like, he can't. And Justin's just staring out the window, and we can't see his face yet. And he's not responding to anything. So they're trying to um, open the door, but he's done the override thing. So they can't. Yeah, but they're still trying to override the override. Uh, and yeah. the, I, I don't remember their names, but Mama Bear, mm-hmm. as she refers to herself, is talking to Justin. And, doctor, and the doctor. other blonde is um, trying to override the door. She must right. be sort of an engineer on some I level. I think she is. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so she's working on that. He is, um, so it's like a ticking clock type situation <laughs> because mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne is trying to race to the no, outside he, he, of the ship. Turns where the air around. He turns around and he starts talking about what he saw in the darkness. Yes, yeah, possessed voice. He's like, mm-hmm. well, I saw things in the darkness. He's come alive. I think when Dr. Weir was in the green uh, maze and he was like, the darkness, the darkness. And then he like gets kind of at some point he had a seizure too. This is not the first time we've seen him talk about the darkness, but now he's walking up to the window and he's looking at him and it's like, I just don't want to go back to the darkness. And if you'd seen what I'd seen, you wouldn't try to stop me. I have the dark inside me. I'll say this. I love the darkness. They're an amazing band. Check them out. They actually have a song called one way ticket to hell and back. And I feel like that should have been the song Uh in this movie. Yeah. Do you think that song was inspired by this movie? No. (laughs) It's it's a ridiculous song called One Way Ticket to Hell and Back, which doesn't make any sense. Oh, because it's only a one-way ticket? Right. I think you like the darkness because they sing high and you can sing high. Oh, yeah, dude. You should hear me do karaoke. When I do, I believe in a thing called Love at Karaoke. There is not a wet panty in the house. There isn't a wet panty in the house. All right, so he's in the airlock. Justin's in the airlock, and he's talking about the darkness. He's like, check them out. They have like three really great albums. Yeah, there's a song about hell and back. It's written in my notebook. (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, like, they're trying to race to open the door. Mama Bear is trying to, like, talk him down. Yeah. Because he could just open the airlock from the inside and walk out of it. There's two buttons. He's like, touch the good button. Yeah. Yeah. And and Lawrence Fishburne's trying to get there on the outside of the ship to race against him opening the airlock. And then he hits the open the outdoor Mm -hmm. so they can no longer. He's going to hit the good one. I never thought that. But yeah, they're (laughs) they're right next to each other. And that's what they think he's going to do. And at the last minute, he's like, no. Oh, death first. Yeah. And then he uh, starts to go out the airlock. And then he, this is really sad because then he wakes up and he's like, what the fuck? Why am I in the airlock? What's yeah, going like on? He's got, he has right. night terrors. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's just sleepwalked into this airlock. But yeah, he's like, what the hell's going on? Open the door. Why can't you open the door? Mama bear, what am I doing? It's really sad. And then the, it starts to open and yeah. like it opens in a way that like it depressurizes first. So he starts mm-hmm. losing blood out of his eyes and stuff. And right. He's just, just living on a prayer. Yeah. And it sucks because he knows exactly what's going to happen, you yeah. know? And at this point, Lawrence Fishburne is halfway there. Yeah. And he's just zooming through. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I see what's happening. 
Oh, anyway, yeah. so Lawrence uh, Fishburne gets set up outside the airlock. Mm-hmm. Side note, Lawrence Fishburne looks like he's going down a gigantic McDonald's slide to <laughs> race to his airlock. It sort of does. So anyway, so uh, Lawrence Fishburne gets set up outside the airlock. The airlock fully opens and he starts to like float outside the airlock where yeah. all the blood's being like pulled out of his body and Lawrence has already told him to like flush his lungs out mm-hmm. to get all the air out of his lungs. Yeah, and he's like perched and he's about to like push himself off and push him back into the airlock. And that's exactly what happens. They right. end up in the airlock. They both kind of repressurize or yeah. whatever. And yeah. Justin isn't dead, but he's like in bad shape. Like all fucked up. Justin and didn't do well with this movie. No. no. I mean, he actually did survive. Like he's one of the he three did, that make yeah. it, but he is the worst off of the three that make it. All right. So now um, Morpheus is like, for real, Sam Neill, what the fuck is going on yeah. with the ship? And he's like, wait, I don't know where she went. I don't know what happened. It's just all messed up, but we're trying to figure it out. He's like, it's a surprise. And he's getting a little like progressively more suspicious throughout. Yeah, the movie. I think he, at this point, I do think he is possessed. He's just putting on a show and or like Justin, this is one of his lucid moments. He's not actually acting as the ship. He's acting as true Sam Neill. Right. He's yeah. like, I don't know. I can't explain this. And I think it's like the turning point for him is really when he starts to go into the green maze. I think you're right about that. Uh, hot, yeah. Hot take from Mikey here. He sees her at the beginning of the film and she says, come find me. Do you think that was hell reaching out for him? I mean, I think he, yeah, his I think motivation so. is seeing his wife. So I don't think he's actually possessed till he crawls his own So that out. dream was a phone call from hell? Hey, hi, this is hell. Will you accept the charges? Yeah. <laughs> Area code 666. <laughs> so then Lawrence Fishburne is wandering through the corridors and he starts to hear these um, voice, this voice saying, don't leave me, don't leave me. And then I can't, I don't think he actually sees the man no, at this point. No, he puts his head against the wall and says this isn't real. And I really mm-hmm. like this scene because it this shows This scared that. the crap out of yeah, me. Yeah, I think Sorry. we got a video of this. Because he flashes a little bit, but he's like, I know this isn't real. And then mm-hmm. he, he is a badass who's like, understands what's going on. He's like, I got to pull it together. Right, right. And he, but what he's flashing to are these just terrible visions of like awfulness. They flash in a way that's very, very jump scary. Mm-hmm. And I hate that shit. Like this movie, it, without the, I will say, cheap jump scares is not a scary movie. Mm, yeah. It's got a lot of gross imagery. Yeah. You I, know? Gross doesn't. It's very bloody. And I've got some fun facts about that too. Gross is as scary to me as jump scares are. See, and gross is what gets me. I don't yeah. like the gory stuff. That, that, and that's part of the reason I think this movie is really effective for me is because it's just really bloody and gory and there's like skin and blood and gross stuff. But I like this because it's when he like puts his head against the ship yeah. and that's when he sees the visions. And it's like the ship is connecting like, through his third eye. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. The chakra. Honestly, that's what Justin gave the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to see what he saw. So then he's talking to Lucius Malfoy and he's telling him the story about how this other ship he was the commander of. There was fire on the ship and he had to get the crew out. And if he rescued this one guy, then his whole crew was going to die or like depressure of the ship or something. So yeah. he had to leave this guy behind. Yeah. And this guy was on fire and calling to him and saying, don't leave me. And so now we know this is the man that they've Jim, been seeing. Have you what? ever seen fire in space? I have. It's, it's like beautiful. water. It's beautiful. I remember like, I was like, oh, maybe it is. I'm telling you, all my space facts come from this movie. Also, fire can't exist in space because That's right, because uh, yeah. of oxygen. It yeah. can't inside the ship, but they have to, they can easily right. put fire out in a ship because you can just vent it. You flog mm-hmm. it out. It's fine. I think exactly. why I don't like this movie because it's like reminds me of like a cheap sequel to like Hellraiser. Hellraiser in space. There's a lot of like Hellraiser images, and that's why I recommend 
been to Clive Barker because Clive Barker wrote Hellraiser. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and this is when he's he like, says, "Whoa, man, have you been to Burning Man before?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just like blowing my mind. It's hell, man. Okay, and so then this is when Lucius Malfoy is like, "Hold on, I think I fucked up the Latin. It's not yeah. liberate me; it's liberate tutte me, which doesn't mean save me. It means save yourself." Yeah. And he's like, "I don't. I think this ship may have gone to like a hell dimension." Yeah, that's exactly what you jump to. And you- he's yeah. Well, no, it's it says that. The Latin goes on to say something oh, yeah, about yeah. hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, our, save ourselves from hell. And yeah. then our power went out. It was like, and power went out twice. It and did, both yeah. times it was very eerie when the power went out. Yeah, because the first time, so we had a storm while we were watching this movie and the power kept we going out a couple We actually were in a, a tornado times. warning. Oh, were in we space, really? Yeah. <gasps> was it a Neptune tornado we warning? We were actually on Neptune and there was a tornado warning. I yes. knew they were real. Jolie Richardson, the first time it said. Who I have a major crush on in this movie. She's yeah. very pretty. I she knows all the science facts. And she's too. super smart. And I'm not cool. super into blondes, but she's pretty in this movie. So she has said, um, the, he was talking about seeing the darkness and that's when our power went out the first time. Yeah, well, that's what she was saying. Yeah, yeah. she was saying. And, and then, listen, I've seen the darkness live a few times. It is amazing. I get it. And the next time it went out, <laughs> <laughs> Lucius Malfoy had just said, no, I think uh, Morpheus said, from hell. And then our power went out too. Then they cut back to Pilot Man, Pilot Todd, who's on the <laughs> ship. And he's yeah. like, okay, I think we're ready. We're ready to go. Let's test it. So they got to test out this welding patchwork quilt thing they've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they realize, okay, it's almost there, but we need to just blindly weld some more shit for like... <laughs> <laughs> like, do another layer. Right, like for 20 minutes. glue and welding yeah. and like foam, and it's like, I'm like... Just dump all the rest of the glue out on it. The welding guns are like super intense nail guns. Yeah. And they're just like puncturing the ship with these <laughs> super intense nail guns. It's insane. That doesn't make sense. But the guy who's on the outside, Cooper, who's on the yeah. outside is like, give me 20 more minutes. I got this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've tested it and they found that it was leaking. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny because in the back, he's like, see, see this? 20 more minutes, this is all sealed up. It looks yeah. like a jalopy spaceship in the background. Yeah. I got like 40 more nails and I'm just going to shoot it around in a circle. It's like a car with cool. like Bondo yeah. on a door. Yeah, it looks like It's like, like that. They, they took a Honda Civic <laughs> and like a Buick and welded it together. <laughs> so then Dr. Mom and Jolie Richardson are at the uh, the bridge and she's been trying to take this video that they recovered and put it through filters to, to try oh, to like yeah. face swap with people and this try to the figure out. Scene. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is the Visions from Hell video, I think is what it's referred to as. That makes more sense. Yeah. And so, because <laughs> that's really what it is. We see the crew at the beginning, the original crew at the beginning, and they're just kind of going around introducing themselves. Right. And then we see just like blood orgy stuff. Yeah. That like just really Nothing terrible sexual. things They're happening. like all murdering each it's other. It's really not now, sexual. There's some, there's oh, some no, there stuff. is some like yeah. doggy styles type stuff. I got some fun facts about that later. Oh, I can't oh, wait okay. to hear them. <laughs> so, yeah, it, but it's just very Where like. Do babies come from fun fact. They come from hell. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember one section of that where like the captain, I think, has his eyes in his hand mm-hmm. and he's holding them out. It's like a pan's labyrinth. Yeah. He looks just like Pan's yeah. Labyrinth. Which I've never seen, but I've seen that. It's when he's speaking the Latin. It is. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so then they're all looking at this video and they're like, okay, fuck it. We got to just get yeah, off Yeah, we got to bone the fuck out of this place. And that's their plan. And yeah. Lawrence Fishburne, I love it because he takes a page out of Todd's book and he's like, no, we're going to go to a safe distance and I'm going to bomb the shit out of this yeah, ship. Yeah, I'm going to blow this shit fucking up. Mm-hmm. And they're walking down the corridor that separates the... Um, 
the core yeah. from the like lifeboat part of the event horizon. And it's Sam Neill and him talking. And this is when like all the lights start to go out because the core starts to power up. Mm-hmm. And Sam goes, I can't leave. I'm home. Yeah. And the then sh- just you like, can't leave either. The ship won't let you. Yeah. And then he just like walks backwards. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence Fishburne's like, all right. <laughs> he doesn't want to say anything. Wouldn't, no, I think he says, like, be on the ship in 20 minutes or you're walking your ass home because yeah. we're getting out of here. So Lawrence Fishburne is like, hey, go get this ship's candy canes and bring it back to our ship. The, yeah. Those are the, o, the CO2 scrubbers. The pilot and the doctor Pilot lady. Todd and Dr. Mom are going yeah. to get all the candy cane Mama breathing bear. tubes. And they're, the, the candy cane breathing tubes are fucking in the core. Yeah. So they're, like, pulling them out. He's The pilot is, like, stuffing them into, like, things that are designed to hold them. Yeah. And he gets enough and just fucking leaves her. He, like, yeah. bones out. And then she gets a, another one and starts to leave. Yeah. And, and I this think is he when the thinks core- she's right behind him. Like, I don't think he just <laughs> leaves her there. <laughs> Speaking as a pilot. <laughs> uh, he he's like whatever. I'm out of here. I've, I've got, got enough my to survive. six candy canes. Exactly. Right. I'm going home. Exactly. That's uh, if I have enough to survive. You are on your own. Peace out. And but she gets what she needs and she starts to leave. And then the core opens mm-hmm. and that's when she starts to see her son who is not handicapped anymore walking around, which should have been the first sign that it's not right. your real son. Also, what the, the first... fuck? He's not on a spaceship. Yeah, the first sign should be like you're in a health spaceship when there's visions everywhere and you saw a guy <laughs> get shot out of an airlock and then he's at the dark. Yeah. Of him, and then maybe that you shouldn't follow the visions of your son and go back in that room. Right. And yeah. how, why did they not have a meeting about like, hey, don't follow weird visions? So anyways, so Candy Cane Mom, she's got her candy canes and she's just wandering around looking for her son. No, she goes back into the core and right. then he goes down a hallway and then she follows him. He's always like one step ahead of her, leading right. her somewhere. They climb and she up a ladder. Him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They, have to go, uh, they go above the core. They do. Yeah. And she sees him and she starts like dreamy mom walking to him Ugh. and then bam, falls through a hole. Because she forgets she, to look where her feet are going yeah. and falls down onto the core. And I think, like you said, the wife was calling to Sam Neill. I think the ship is trying to make her think her son is calling to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still look down as you walk. Yeah, she just gets blinded by, I mean, I think the ship kind of gets into her a little bit. And oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's sad, yeah, though, because yeah. I really like this character. Yeah, um, she does. Then Sam Neill, who is still nice Sam Neill, or has come gone back to nice Sam Neill, goes back and says, Dr. Mom, oh no, well, and is concerned. In kind of weird look and he's like oh core mm. and then he like, he's like oh no, no mama bear dr mom yeah and then he flashes back to his old apartment that we saw him in at the very beginning space apartment. his apartment's in space this yeah is it is yeah but he's not actually there um he's watching his wife um it's kind of like a flashback kind of like in the grudge and um she's putting her lipstick on forever with a lip pencil which bugged me but yeah and- so she, he's like watching his wife's last moments yes, before because, she kills herself. Mm-hmm. And she he's trying to explain to her and she can't see him. Um, he's trying to explain, um, I'm sorry I paid so much attention to the ship. I wasn't there for you when you needed me. And then we see her kill herself. Yeah. And he's crying on the floor. In a space bathtub. Yeah. How yeah, else do you take baths in space? You don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right. So, so then, she's dead, but then but he... But then she's right behind him. Right. With no eyes and no top on either. It's the best. And she, she's giving him a hug. My no eyes are up here, Todd. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I did not like this. It's hard for me to focus when... Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there it's are not some aggressive nudity. nipples in yeah. the screen. They yeah. are very aggressive, which mm-hmm. I'm a fan of. But it's her eyes that I can't look away from, which is strange. Normally, yeah. when there are boobs on the screen, I eyes think, are not I what I'm looking at. I think you're growing. It wasn't me that was growing. Oh, jeez. Little Todd. Uh, 
Oh, a little All plonker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she like holds his head against her stomach and then she says, stay with me forever. And she opens her eyes to reveal her no eyes. And then she starts ripping his eyes out. And then we flash back to the coolant core where he's ripping his own yes. eyes out at this so point. So he's like doing what she's doing in his mind. Right. right. Yeah. Pilot Todd sees we're suspiciously going down out of the Clark. He's like, what the fuck? I thought he yeah, was going Yeah, I actually got horizon. a little confused at this point because you see Weir on the event horizon. Yeah. And then the next scene, you see a pilot and me like getting the ship, the Lewis and Clark, ready to go. Yeah. Still but, screaming about how they never should have gotten on the fucking ship. In the right. First exactly. Place. And I'm um, talking to Lawrence Fishburne about, hey, we're ready to go. Let's get out of here. Yeah. And then he sees. Sam Neill or Dr. Weir walking off of that ship mm-hmm. and only from behind. Right. And I was like, that's super weird. Like he was just on the event horizon. Nailed it. Is it weird? It's weird. <laughs> In case you didn't get that joke, guys. Yeah. Winky it it would have been funny if it was written down. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he walks off the ship and then the pilot calls to Lawrence Fishburne and said, I think Weir just walked off the ship. Yeah. And then the Lawrence, who's in the hallway, Lawrence Fishburne is in the mm-hmm. hallway, sees one of the explosive charges that's set to blow the hallway between the core and the life bezel on the event horizon, he sees it's missing. Yeah. And he's like, he put a bomb on the Lewis and Clark, get off the ship. Yeah. And One the of the pilot, explosives missing. And he's like, I'm not yeah. fucking getting back on the event horizon. I'd rather take my chances trying to hunt this bomb down. And was like, do you want to argue with me or look for the bomb? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Lawrence just get off the fucking ship because it's going to blow up. And Lawrence yeah. actually runs away from where the ship is. Mm-hmm. He, no, he runs towards it. Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne's running away from the Lewis and Clark. I believe no, because he runs towards he sees it explode and he's looking out the window at the wreckage of the explosion. Yeah. Yeah. He runs towards the airlock. Why the fuck would you run towards it? It's going to blow Because he up. cares about his direct reports. He would never uh, leave another man behind. Yeah, Whatever, man. Anyway, so the pilot does something stupid. Like, if, if Lawrence had been like, Todd, there's a bomb on the ship, I'd have been like, okay, I'm out. And I would have run off the ship. That's the only way you would get back on a ship? Or I go back into yeah. a haunted house? Yeah, you have to. Like, if yeah. it's going to blow up and you're going to die, you have to do whatever is going to preserve life. Yeah. So you run onto the event horizon. I get that. But he doesn't want to do that. He's like, okay, I can take this apart. Also, he just spent like hours putting the ship back together. Oh, and Cooper's still out in the hole. Yeah, Cooper's yes. outside because mm-hmm. he's just p- finished applying the Bondo to the outside of the <laughs> hole. Yeah. And, uh, he's all out of electro- electrical he's like, tape. He's cock. coming on in. He just in. throws out his face. <laughs> right. You hear him like Of course, the pilot finds the bomb and yeah. it counts down. He just sort of accepts his fate. And, and it's then, sad. He just kind of Closes his eyes and like puts his head down because yeah. he's he finds the bomb and we see the timer is at like five seconds and yeah. he's like okay there's no nothing I can do I, I would have tried to hit a button or something before I know I blew and up. there were there was like a display and I'd I think like, one of them may have been disarmed <laughs> yeah. so like why wouldn't you hit the whatever man uh, anyway so the Lewis and Clark explodes Cooper goes way way off into space because mm-hmm. he's on the Lewis and Clark as it explodes he doesn't die but gets shot into space and his magnetic boots are holding him to the piece of the Lewis and Clark yeah just like a bit of wreckage. Shot like off into space, space. blown out. Yeah. Which I did sort of like this, although it's really silly. But he blows his oxygen to get him back towards the event horizon. And what does he say? Is he's, he's like, I'm coming, it? motherfucker. I'm yeah. coming for you, motherfucker. Like, and I was like, what? What is happening right now? <laughs> it was very weird. I liked it, though. I was on board for that guy. He, yeah, he did a I great job him. with that role. Yeah. Anyway, so at this point, it's just Lawrence Fishburne, 
Sam Neill. Jolie Richardson, Jolie who Richardson. has not been around for a while. And we were like, is she still alive? No, she hit her head and like sort of passed out. Right, because this is when um, Morpheus finds Jolie Richardson yeah. on the floor, like unconscious. And then he kind of wakes her up and he's like, hey, we got to get out. And then Sam Neill, Dr. Evil's around in the captain's chair with no eyes. And he's like, the ship is evil. And this is the evil exposition dump. Yeah. The supervillain exposition dump. Yeah. It is. But this is where Sam Neill, as the evil ship, kind of explains what happened to the last crew. Right. And that the crew now is there to replace them. Yeah. And then he starts the trip to hell, more or less. Yeah, he started the countdown to open up the gateway. Yes. And so then he's about to shoot Morpheus with like well, a big Well, yeah, so what gun? happens is Jolene, or Jolie, 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 Jolie grabs a thing and tries to hit him, and mm-hmm. Samuel throws her all the way across the room. Yeah, like Chris yeah, got, Sarandon blocks her and just yeah. plonks her he's around. He's got that super Super space strength. He does. He does, yeah. And then he gets the whole repair gun that's like the mm-hmm. crazy fucking nail gun. Yeah. And is about to shoot Lawrence Fishburne. And then Cooper mm-hmm. is now on the outside of the glass that's holding <laughs> the just, spaceship together. It's the, uh, the windshield of the spaceship. It is yeah. the windshield, he's yeah. He's like, hey guys, let me hey. And he's like, what? What the fuck? And yeah, then- like, <laughs> yeah and Samuel shot. shoots at him. And of course, it's glass. Yeah. So it goes through the glass and it's then it's like a harpoon kind of thing. So dumb. Nothing it is sort sense. of like a harpoon. Nothing yeah, makes sense. And so it's depressurized the cabin. Oh my god. And yeah. So, yeah. So then Sam Neill and his evil space chair get like sucked out the window. But here's the thing. He just spent ten minutes explaining that he wanted everyone to stay on the ship and yeah. be safe and be the new crew. And then yeah. he shoots out the window to suck everybody into space. It doesn't make any sense. To That's why fair. I even said, why would he do that? After explaining what he just explained, why would he do that? He's like, but I'm not gonna miss. Is he think he was gonna miss he had evil uh bde <laughs> they call that evil hubris oh yeah pardon me yeah you get your eyes ripped out and your balls grow like That's four how he sizes missed. he didn't have any eyes he couldn't oh. see what the fuck he was doing <laughs> he like Ray charles shot at him and missed because he couldn't see oh no he hit like right where he was that's on true the he was aiming for morpheus <laughs> Took a shot at Cooper. It oh almost hit Cooper. Cooper it did. flies off into space. He's like, oh my God. I just got back. Everybody's holding on comically style. Yeah. This is be the climax of my Legos. <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> to me He just turns too. a hairdryer on him and just blows them all down the hallway. But this is ridiculous. So Sam Neill has shown that he has super strength at this point. Yeah. And he's the only one that can't muscle his way out of the room. Mm-hmm. Both Jolie and Lawrence Fishburne muscle their way out of the room. Yes, but they do. But he, the one with super strength, Sam Neill, gets sucked out. Well, but Jolie doesn't muscle herself out the room. She muscles herself to not getting sucked out the window. And then uh, Lawrence Fishburne grabs her he and does pulls save her. her but she she's gets like, halfway I'm not leaving another person behind. And he grabs her and he pulls her in. Yeah. And he's had to prop the door open with this like space pickaxe or something. But this is where they go to, and they, like they get weapons themselves, mm-hmm. right? They get like, yeah. he's got like shears. Yeah. And then she gets something. <laughs> she they gets don't... the space pickaxe. Okay, well, Sam yeah. Neil gets sucked into space too. Right. Yes. And that, the, the bridge seals up and then yeah. the airlock starts opening and so they're like they grab the weapons and like oh he's like, coming back who can it be yeah yeah and it's not and you called this it's Cooper coming back of course it's Cooper coming back <laughs> who goes don't hit me dude and he keeps walking into these scenes where everybody's about to attack and he's like what the fuck I've been he out in goes, space I don't think my welding job did good <laughs> yeah. yeah all that cock for nothing man <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> okay, so now they're like, okay, well, fuck them. Lewis and Clark, how are we going to get home now? And so they decide to blow the hull in half. Yeah, they're going to blow up the hallway and they're yeah. going to live on the life vessel and call mm-hmm. for support. Right. And they're going to blow up the fucking core. Her, yeah, yeah. And so Lawrence Fishburne's going to go set all of the explosives and she orders the two of them to stay behind and stay in the life The lifeboat The part. lifeboat yeah. part of the ship. And so he runs down, he runs all the way down the hallway and he starts setting the bombs. And this is when he sees the fireman again. And the burning man is walking down the hall at him and like shooting fire lasers at him yeah, at this point. Very lasery. Yeah. Yeah. He jumps into the core to save himself yeah, from the fire he laser. Yeah, chases him into the core. Yeah. So now he's in this section. Now his scorpion from War Combat takes off his mask and goes, <laughs> shoots fire at him. Yeah. It, it does he, look exactly like that. Also, the guy who directed this movie directed that well, movie. Yeah. So, But he's got the detonator to the bomb that he just set yeah, in so his he hand, did, too. He did arm all of the explosives along the way down the corridor and then takes the remote with him. And then Fireman reveals himself to be Sam now Neal. Pinhead Sam Neill. Yeah. Who's got I don't know who Pinhead is, but I... He's oh, got, you will. You'll learn. Sure, sure, sure. But <laughs> Sam Neill's like a bunch of cuts on his face. Yeah, he's got his eyes yeah. back. He's got no hair. I don't think he's wearing any clothes anymore either. No, he's definitely like, swinging some dong. But anyway, so at this point, Lawrence Fishburne has like a moment and realizes that he has to sacrifice himself. Well, but first, Sam Neill's talking about how he has opened the gateway and he's going to drag the entire ship into yes. hell and we're the new crew of the ship. And then he holds his head. He holds Morpheus's head and he shows him these visions. And oh. it's... Yeah. all the crew members like in these terrible torturous uh, scenarios and like one of them's all tied up with barbed wire and one's got a spike poking through the back of his head. It's all gross. It's pretty graphic. It's very They're graphic. quick cuts of very graphic things. Yeah, they are. I got fun facts about that. And so he's like, no, just take me. Just leave them. He's like, no, they're all coming with me. This is a really elaborate plot just to get four people to hell. Well, he wants as many bodies as he I can I think get. he wanted all eight, but then he just started killing them. Right. I don't know. So he sacrifices himself. Lawrence Fisher Lawrence Fishburne, he blows up the umbilical cord of the ship, allowing the lifeboat part with Jolie Richardson and Cooper to escape. And he just gets sucked into hell. And that sucks. Yeah. And that's almost the end of the movie. Like, right. Because then it goes to like 94 days later or whatever. And then you see a rescue team finding Justin, who's been in stasis for like half the movie at this point. And then Cooper and Jolie. A rescue team with much cooler suits. Oh, yeah. They have awesome (laughs) suits. And it says rescue on their face too, so you know who they yeah, are. Yeah, like it official. It's like the fire department of space. And then they try and get one cheap last jump scare in when Jolene sees the rescuer's face as Sam Neil Pinhead, I guess mm-hmm. is what you were calling him. And then it's just revealed that she just has sort of, I guess, PTSD. Yeah, which, I mean, I would too. Yeah, it makes or, sense. Just a yeah. nightmare. Maybe just one nightmare. Or sure. it could imply that they didn't get out. They got sucked in too. Well, but then it cuts to them like, hey, you're, you're okay though. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. why I think yeah. it's not that. And they had a version of that scene without that jump scare where it's just the people saving them. I like that better. I don't like those cheap... I don't know. I do. I think like, it... Was it a dream? Like I mean, this whole movie was a bunch of cheap jump scares. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. But that's the movie. And that's the movie. Yeah. Roll yeah. credits. <laughs> and Roll. then cue the Mortal Kombat Event Horizon <laughs> remix. Event Horizon! It was a weird choice of credit. <laughs> credit. It honestly sounds like Prodigy to me. Which is very much Mortal Kombat type music. Let's do final thoughts. So I think that for me, this is an example of me seeing this at the right time. And so just, like nostalgia. Yeah. Sort of? Like, okay. well, I just got a soft spot for it. Yeah, you know, I'm like, going to make you guys watch movies that are terrible. Oh, yeah. Love. This is I just love it. I, I, 
I don't know. It works for me. Yes, there are a lot of dumb things, but I can let go of a lot of that stuff, partly because I don't like science fiction that much, so I don't get bogged down with those plots. Um, but I just loved it, and I loved all the acting, and it's... Mm, Tom, love it. Part of being a horror movie fan is liking movies that are probably terrible, and then getting all your friends to watch them. That's true, and then your friends are like, you like this movie? But did yeah. you like that movie? This movie? No, this okay. is Jen's movie. Yeah, and I don't I like can, this movie either. Oh yeah, I did pick this one, and I can objectively step back and look at it and see all of the parts that I can understand why people don't like. I just, it works for me and I just like it, you know? I didn't like this movie. It wasn't very effective. It wasn't super scary either. Um, there were a lot of jump scares, so we'll talk about that in a second, but I didn't think it was super, super scary. Uh, and I don't. I didn't hate the story. I just didn't think they pulled it off very well. But I, for what you're saying about the Titanic stuff, and this yeah. got bumped up way, way up, and they didn't. They didn't get a chance to really do post production on it. Right. Like that I, sort of makes sense. Mm-hmm. My final thoughts here: the the editing was poor. Yeah. The sounds were poor. The jump scares were cheap. They weren't even like set up like real jump scares. They're like no. flashes. They're like quick cut. Uh, exactly. Stuff. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it when it came out. I don't like it now. I like that it's in space. <laughs> That's the thing about it I don't like. <laughs> I like everything else. Uh, I mean, it, I don't dislike that it's in space. I just don't care that it's in space. So let's talk box, box office. office. Yeah. So this movie production budget was $60 million, which was a shitload of money for yeah. 1997. And yeah. these are a lot of actors like at their peak. Too. Oh, yeah. So this I is bet- Sam Neill after Jurassic Park. Yeah, dude. Lawrence Fishburne had been doing a lot, too. Hadn't done Matrix yet, so I don't think it was at his peak, but it was definitely towards the top. Yeah, he was a known actor. This movie didn't do well. No, it bombed. No. I bet it made $30 million. It um, did. Close. It made $26 million. So, yeah, it lost more than half of its budget, and that doesn't even include the amount of money they spent to promote it. So, it, it bombed. It did very, very poorly. It did, and it got a lot of negative uh, reviews, too. And one guy wrote something about, um, if you you want the event horizon experience but you don't want to pay for the gas put a bucket over your head and have somebody bang you with a wrench for two hours oh my <laughs> the god. same thing it was like Geez. oh my god that's rough <laughs> i mean i can see people not liking this movie but i don't think it's that bad i think it's that bad it's pretty bad it's pretty bad i don't oh, like no, it i love Ooh. it are we doing jen's fun facts? are we ready for jen's fun facts let's do them so okay i've already talked about how titanic really fucked up their production um and i mean i guess for the studio it worked out because titanic made like billions of dollars yeah, they needed Titanic after this fucking bomb. Yeah, they for did. Sure. But I wonder if this movie had had the time it needed post-production, what it would have been. Um, well, it certainly would have been better. I'll say that. I don't know if it would have made its money, though. Well, so it was originally 130 minutes and they rushed it and they made them do a test screening and they didn't have enough time to like work through all the effects. Apparently like they still had wires that they hadn't been able to digitally cut out yet. And the audience hated it. So the, it was a uh, 130 minute runtime and they ended up cutting it down to like 96 minutes. Yeah, it's so short. they cut a ton of shit out of it. And part of the reason that the test audience hated this is because a lot of what they cut, they ended up cutting out was super gory stuff. Like everything we see that's gory, it was like way extended in this movie or in the original cut. Like the blood orgy was really a lot longer. It wasn't flashes. It was like you saw it for an extended amount of time. And I wonder how much of the budget they spent on that stuff. And then they had to cut that out. Yeah, and if they real- had known they were going to have to cut it out, they wouldn't have spent that money sure, in the yeah. budget. And I think the studio was pretty hands off because they were so busy dealing with Titanic at the time that they didn't realize how gory the movie was going to be until 
until they saw it and they made him cut a bunch of well, shit. It reminds out. me of 13 Ghosts, but like all the interesting stuff is just cutaways. Yeah. The Visions from Hell video that we watched was a lot longer and a lot more graphic and really disturbing. Apparently, some people fainted during the test screening because they hired um, real life amputees to play some of these parts and they hired porn actors. Nice. So the like the blood orgy scene would be a lot more realistic. And it was, and it was really disturbing, and they had to cut it out. Once they released <laughs> it, like, it started to make a lot more money, and it kind of has grown a cult following, and they made a lot more money, like, at home box office than they did in the theaters, and so they started talking about making an extended cut of the movie to kind of add some of that footage back in, and the footage was lost. Like, it wasn't stored properly, and so that 40 minutes is just gone forever. Oh, shit, that sucks. I know, I know it sucks for the director, man. We actually it got a, a fan submitted fun fact about the director, right? We did, yeah. Paige Wesley from cult podcast and she said hey enjoy event horizon the screenwriter phil eisner was one of my professors in film school and he hates the theatrical cut of this film (laughs) and had us read what his cut would have been and spoiler it was way darker and way scarier and i think i still also have a copy of the shooting draft of a zombie movie he wrote and i produced independently but i never got to see also he's obsessed with alien and would freehand draw xenomorphs on the chalkboard (laughs) that sounds awesome he also took us on a field trip to see the first paranormal activity. Okay, so this is the best class ever. Yeah, apparently. Overall, super cool dude. Thank you so much, Paige. That's awesome. I have a fun fact about the uh, spacesuits. Apparently, they weighed 65 pounds. What? I know. And so they couldn't um, stand up for too long wearing these things because they would get back injuries. Yeah. And it was impossible for them to sit down in them. So they had these standing poles that they would just like hook themselves up to when they were in these suits. <laughs> and I have one quote about um, Lauren Fishburne just yelling at the the set director and like, damn you, you did this to me, being in these suits. <laughs> that does sound horrible. Like, that's the worst. Um, okay, and so my last fun fact. So you said that, what is it, Paul Anderson? Yeah, the guy Paul who Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he got offered to direct a couple of other things, and he turned it down after Mortal Kombat. It was the first X-Men. He got offered that, but he really wanted to do an R-rated horror movie and like really go for it. <laughs> Man, did he choose horror. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I mean, shit. It's turned out okay for him. Okay, so the yeah, next... Yeah, but like just okay. So the movie after... I think it was... I don't know if it was right after, but he did Soldier with Kurt Russell. I like that movie. Never I seen haven't it. seen it. But anyway, so he was talking to Kurt Russell while he was making this movie because it did so poorly, like, and it got just tanked. And Kurt Russell was like, yeah, that's what happened with The Thing. 20 years from now, you'll be glad you made this movie. And that turned out to be true for Kurt Russell and for this movie because it does have a cult following. And we've had people commenting on it. Like, there are a lot of people that really like this movie yeah. for what it is. It's just a bonkers off the rails movie. It is very off the rails. That is true. And that's my fun facts. So let's talk about the scary scale, because I got thoughts. (laughs) So Jen, will you explain your scary scale? Hey, listeners, our scary scale is how we rank how scared we were when we watched this movie. It's not a ranking of the quality of the movie. It's how scared we were today when we watched it. Um, Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd, scary scale. I'm going to give it a four. It wasn't super scary, but there were a lot of really, and I'm going to say with extensive air quotes effective jump scares Mm -hmm. because there I mean you sent me many many videos that we'll be making for the Patreon Mm -hmm. for um, just me being scared as fuck because they're just really jump scary moments Mm -hmm. the gore wasn't too bad but I do think if we saw the actual like what the director wanted the writer and director wanted that would have gotten to me too but it wasn't in the final cut so that wasn't effective for me but the jump scares put it at a four for me Mikey, Mikey how about you 
I'm going to give it a one. Uh, I'm not too surprised by that. Uh, I don't think the jump scares are effective. I don't think the atmosphere is effective to me. And I know I'm hating on your movie, Jen. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But I fully expect you to hate on my movies. Soon. Oh, yeah. I'm saving up all my animosity <laughs> to just throw at house. This is two. not personal. This is not personal towards you and your movie. You're allowed to not like this movie if you want to, you know. All right. So, Mikey, you gave it a one. Yeah. All right. I think I'm going to give <laughs> I'm going to give this a five. Really? Yeah, man. That surprises me. So, you know how jump scares are your thing. Yeah, Gore my is my thing. I do not like when I can see people hanging by their skin. I don't like a lot of blood. I don't like eyes being ripped out. It just it grosses me out. I don't like any of it. So yeah, that's what I'm going to give it. When I saw this in theaters, it really scared me a lot. So this week, Jen, you made me watch Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. What are you making me watch next week? Well, I'm not making you watch anything, Todd. Our listeners are making us watch the winner of our April listener request. And the theme this month was um, let scare Todd to death. Yay. <laughs> you guys are jerks. I know. And the winner was Sinister. Yeah, it sounds horrible. I don't know. I mean, all of them looked horrible to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so what I think is interesting, too, because Mikey and I were talking about this, and I don't necessarily think of Sinister and Insidious as, like, scary movies for me. I mean, I think they're scary, but they're not the scariest movies for me, but I think they're, they're going to yeah. really fuck the shit out of Todd. They're going to fuck the shit out which, of you. <laughs> which I'm not always against. Right. I, I love it because what that tells me is yeah. You guys are listening and you're thinking about what really scares Todd. Uh, you mean They're both kind of pretty way, scary. Yeah. They've got a lot of jump scares, both of them. Uh, they do. I yeah. hate jump scares. Let's make sure we watch it during a thunderstorm where the power may or may not go out. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Todd we're not. yelled at me today because I was like watching a trailer while the, <laughs> while, the, while the power was like, turn it off, turn it off. And you wouldn't fucking turn it off. <laughs> because I'm an adult. I was about to take my ball and go home. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then how will we record the podcast? So, uh, yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. We are a member of the Modern Horror podcast network yes we are uh so if you're listening to us in their feed subscribe to our feed you get it two days earlier on monday eight hours not wednesday on monday you get it yeah nice also but if you want to if you are listening in their feed you're listening to other great shows like the final girls death dying and other things and of course the modern horrors podcast which is an awesome network to be a part of and we're glad to be a part of it yeah if you want to follow us on social it's at horror virgin on pretty much every social out there. Mikey is at mrandolph24 <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Jen Ferratu is at Jen Ferratu on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I am at Tajay Awesome on those platforms as well. If you want to check out our blog, go to horrorvirgin.com. You also have other stuff there. There's like a link to our merch store. Somebody bought a Final Girls logo onesie and I cannot wait to see pictures. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. So yeah, if you want (laughs) to check out our Patreon, it's at patreon.com slash horrorvirgin. We have a lot of great patrons up there supporting the show monetarily. If you want to go help us with that, please do. Uh, Or if you can't afford to support us financially, please just continue telling your friends, colleagues, family members about the show. It really means a lot to us. It does. Just just that you listen. All of that stuff really, really helps the pod, and we appreciate it. In fact, to celebrate, we're going to read a five-star review that we got here recently, right, Mikey? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, like, the Facebook group has sort of started to explode in a very Mm -hmm. real fun way. I did a Ask Todd Anything video today that I thought was pretty fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was fun. But it was Facebook group exclusive, so yeah. If you but weren't in the free Facebook to join. group, yeah, yeah, it didn't cost you anything. So yeah, so if you just join the Facebook group, you get all that content or extra content for free. So Mike, you're gonna read that five star review or what? Yes, uh, oh, uh, Chelly HBC says. I'm glad we put our strong reader on the. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, hold on. Here goes my reading voice. 
If you love horror, laughter, and smashing the patriarchy, then you must check out the podcast. Between Jen's knowledge and wit, Uh Todd's reactions to being constantly terrified and his killer sense of humor, and Mikey's infectious (laughs) laugh and And reading skills and relatability (laughs) and reading skills at definitely a middle school level, these three have struck podcast gold. I'm proud to be a member of the Horror Virgin family. Five stars, my absolute favorite. I love it. We're sitting on gold mine. Fantastic review. That was a fantastic review. Thank Thank you very much for that. And if you would like us to read your review on the podcast, leave us a five star review, and we might very well read your review. Yeah, only mess it up three or four times. (laughs) Mikey will do his best, guys. Send us some emails too. Yeah, we might read those. (laughs) I like to read. I'm getting better. Uh, Yeah, Mikey needs a lot of practice, so send along. Yeah, guys, if you want to help us teach Mikey to read, (laughs) send us emails or five star reviews. So we can get as much practice for Mikey as possible. <laughs> Although right. I will say this, when I did the Ask Todd Anything video, um, you're never seeing me read those questions for the first time because, <laughs> <laughs> because every time I read it the first time, I fucked it up on every one of the oh, questions really? I answered. Did you just oh, yeah. edit out? Of course. That's going to be it for us, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in yes, with thank us. You guys. Hey, I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. <laughs> and I'm your horror virgin Todd, guys. <laughs> We'll see you next week. <laughs> Have a great week. Bye. Gonna fist box that Monday morning commute. Oh my god! <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> fist, fist in that commute. Did you say you're gonna fist fuck that morning commute? I said fist box, but yeah, fist fuck work. <laughs> you're gonna fist that box. You're gonna fist fuck that morning commute right to hell. <laughs> I'm keeping to be my, all of this. Yeah, gem. will you will you cut that out? I want that to be no. my uh, text message ringtone. <laughs> I'm definitely keeping all of this. Jen is losing her mind. Bye, nerds.